Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, once again, good morning to you on this Pentecost Sunday. God bless you. Welcome. It is a great joy to come into your home once again. This is a very special day. In the calendar of the, the Christian calendar, it is one of the three major feasts that God told his people when they left Egypt. You need to celebrate this. You need to remember this. The day of Pentecost, the Passover, and also, of course, um, the Feast of Tabernacles. Those are the three major feasts. And as children and sons and daughters of God, God has been aligning our diary. He has been fixing our schedule. He's been fixing the calendar. And he's been aligning the sons and daughters, the ecclesia, to align with the purposes and the plan of heaven in this season. So this day is very significant. We also believe that it, this Pentecost is a really important Pentecost. It is the third Pentecost we believe in and sensing prophetically that God's going to do something significant. The first one was on Mount Sinai with Moses. And God did, he, he delivered and, and uh, when the people came out of Egypt, they had the Passover, they celebrated that. Then Pentecost, 50 days later, he deals with Moses on the mountain and he descends on the mountain and has an encounter with them and delivers to them the instruction for the next season. Then you have the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. That was the second Pentecost. And we're believing because of the way the pandemic has been laid out, and the pause that has been established in the earth, we're really sensing that there's something significant about this Pentecost concerning angels and the release of angels and all that God has got prepared for the house of God and for the children of God. There is no way, there is no way in hell and in the devil know that he can, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise up a standard against him. And you know that God is doing something significant in the earth. There's a release of angelic forces. There is a season that we're entering into. There'll be angelic activity. God told me that there'll be a move of not just his spirit, but you're going to start to sense the angels and the force of heaven coming against the force of darkness. God would never leave you an orphan. God would never leave you without the necessary power. God would never leave you without the necessary equipment and the tools and the angelic host to help you live through these times. We've never seen the kind of things that we're having that's happening across the globe. From riots in the streets to pandemics and education systems and, and all the fight that moms and dads are in in the season, going back to work and economies and now training up our children. Do they go to school? Don't they go to school? You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. We need to pray for that and so that God can lead you and guide you because you are living in, a, in perilous times. We are. And we need all the force of heaven to come and God to manifest his power and show forth his hand in the earth. Even angels are being dispatched to assist you and to assist me. I'm excited, but let's go before the Lord. Welcome to every single one of you. Start a watch party. Let's get an understanding this morning. Let us bring the kingdom revelation and understanding to you and to your family so that you can live with the power. These are days of power. These are days of power. And I want to teach and preach this morning about getting switched on. But Father, thank you this morning for this amazing day. Thank you for this time that you've allowed us to live through, my God, that we were born and brought into the kingdom for a time such as this. What a joy as the sons and daughters are being aligned with your calendar, as the sons and daughters are being uh, reset 
for heaven's purpose and heaven's plan. Lord, we thank you today that the Holy Spirit is here. We thank you that angelic forces are here to back what you was what is being said to lead us into the promised land, to lead us into a place of new economies. Thank you, Lord. We choose the word of God as our priority. We bless your sons and daughters. Today, this is the day that you've made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Father, as it makes sounds, you make sense. Holy Spirit, be real. Manifest your word in us and through us. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. We all agree and say amen and amen. It is so powerful to know that we're living in these times, that God has got all the equipment, all, the, all of heavens at attention with all the spiritual forces coming up against in, in the earth. Satan cannot have his way. The, the, the Antichrist cannot rear its head and not the church stand up with power to deal with it because these are days of power. And God has given us the authority in the earth. He's given you the power. He's given you angelic forces and the hosts to make sure that you can live in success and victory all the days of your life. You're a child of a God that cares and a God that is all powerful, all knowing, and is always present. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning? This is the day that the Lord has made. Praise the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 1 verse 6 and 8. When they therefore came together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom again, restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father's put in his own power, but you shall also receive power. So the power of when Jesus is returning sits with the father and he will let us know. It's in his time, the seasons of when the full restoration will take place of God's kingdom. But he says, in the meantime, what you're going to need is power. And when the power comes upon you, you're going to be clothed with this power and you shall be witnesses. Both of me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and in all the world, in, and in the uttermost part of the earth, including Johannesburg, South Africa. And the power of the Holy Spirit is here this morning to get you switched on. That's the title of my sermon this morning, is Getting Switched On. And so when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now remember, 50 days, they leave the Passover. They enter into the place of the wilderness. 50 days later, they have an encounter with God on Mount Sinai. That's the first Pentecost. Here comes uh, Jesus. He goes to the cross. He's the Passover lamb. He ascends into the heavens. 50 days from Passover to Pentecost. Here comes the power of the Holy Spirit. This is that day. And we are remembering this. We are stirring our faith through this. We're reading the scripture through this. And we're putting our faith for a greater Pentecost. We're believing that this is the third Pentecost. We believe that God's going to do something significant in this Pentecost. There's something happening across the globe for you, for me. And we've got to put our faith out this morning, believing God for something greater. And when the day of Pentecost was fully, was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. Pentecost is for each of those who receive Jesus Christ. You cannot get the Holy Spirit without first being born again or washed in his blood because here comes the first feast. It is Passover. The next feast is Pentecost. And so you get washed in his blood so you can receive his Holy Spirit. 
Glory be to God. Look, man, Passover deals with your past, but Pentecost deals with your future. It's the power over your past, but it is the power for your present to take you into your destiny. This is what God is speaking about. Glory be to God. It's for each one of them. This is not for a few people. This is not for a select few. This is for every son and daughter of God. If you've been washed, blood, uh, washed in his blood, you are a saint. You're the righteousness of God. You have a blood-bought right to number one, have your prayers and your uh, heard, but also for you to walk with the power of the Holy Spirit to get switched on for the kingdom of God. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And this noise is what they heard. So when you begin to understand the importance of this day and why I need to just take some time to teach a little bit. Because power flows in the natural, into our homes, to our city, in our streets, in our suburbs our buildings through an institution called for in South Africa it's called ESCOM it's a state-owned entity that actually generates the power has the coal burning and there's different things that they're doing but the point is I'm just dealing with not the deep study around ESCOM electricity but the fact that there is a place that should be in the natural generating the power and for the most it does and what it does is it sends then power from there into my city. There could be power at this power station, at this place called ESCOM. But it is possible that there is no power in my city. It is, power, it is possible that there's power at this power plant. And there's power in my city, but there's no power in my suburb. It is possible that there's power at the power station. They're generating power, coming to the city, coming to the city, into the suburb, but not in my street. It is possible for there to be power generated in the city, in the suburb, in my street, but my house has got no power. At this point, I've got to bring in an electrician or somebody that knows and understands the power for my home. It is possible also for me to have power in the city, in the street, in, in the suburb, in my street, in my house. But at a particular point, there could be no power. I could have a brand new appliance put in there, but there's no power coming from it. So there's, here's the thing I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make. It is possible that you as a child of God, knowing that God is delivering power on this day of Pentecost. You can be even saved and you can be plugged in. But possibly not switched on. You can have an appliance that is brand new, plugged into the socket and have power in your home. But if it's not switched on, it still won't work. And I believe this is the greatest challenge for this generation. That God is calling every single one of us to a place where we not just can be plugged into the kingdom, but switched on with power. And that's what God is calling you and I to in this season. Glory be to God.
God is calling every single one of us. And I don't think that the church fully, fully understands what happened. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. When God made man, it was never without the power. He makes him, he takes him from, from the dust and he, and he makes this man. But listen to this in Genesis 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man from the, of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life and man became a living being. He became a living soul. That means as long as I don't have the breath of God or the power of God in my life, I'm not really living. I'm not living. Because when Adam sinned and tripped the whole system and the power went off and all of heaven now retracts the power of the Holy Spirit that's not on Adam anymore. Adam's naked. Adam has to go and find food. He's going to work for it. Adam's got to go and find his own provision. He's got to go and now work for what God gave him. And Adam loses touch with his assignment. So he loses his connection with God. He loses his assignment in the earth. He doesn't know who he is anymore. And now where you used to receive provision, he has to go and work for it. That's the three major things that Adam lost. Because there's no power. The whole system had tripped. The, God, the, thing stripped the, the, the system that God put in place for the man to function out of is now devoid of the power. And I don't think that the church really understands when God pulls an Abraham and lays him down, lays his life down, calls him out and says, I'm going to use you for my kingdom. Then he takes Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then he uses Joseph. And Joseph then comes out of Joseph comes Moses and the law. And God takes all of these people, all these prophets, all these men, and he uses them as the cable that he has to relay from heaven to earth to bring an understanding that all the power is sitting with God. You know that. But God had to use these men over and women over and over again throughout the ages to lay down this cable. And the final, uh, listen to me now. When there was a time when on the first Pentecost, when God goes in and, and calls Moses and raises him up and he says, now I'm going to use you as part of the power I'm going to show on the earth. In fact, he said to Moses, I'm going to make you a God before Pharaoh. Listen to what God is doing. He's putting power in the earth. Moses goes and functions out of God's power. On the first Pentecost, the people came there and they went and they touched. They got to this mountain. And the Bible says 3,000 of them died. Because they came in and said, well, Moses said, here's the law. They said, yeah, 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 we can, we can obey the law. And the very first time you're finding that God's people die. They never died before that. Because as God introduces this first Pentecost built on the law, he was showing them that you were never going to live with this power obeying the law. So the law was given to Moses. Grace and truth comes through Jesus Christ. So what does God do? He goes and he lays the cable further through his son. And how does he produce and produce this cabling? Now watch this. It's grace and truth came. For as many as received him, to them he gave power. He gave the right to become sons of God. On this Pentecost, the one that we celebrate in Acts chapter 2, where 
with Moses and the cabling that God had set up to give the people that God's, to show them God's power. It was to teach them that there was no way that they could receive his power by obeying the law. They could only receive the power by falling after the grace of God, by receiving grace. Because grace and truth comes. And the day we grabbed a hold of grace and truth, glory be to God. He says, now that you've received his son, the final cable that was thrown down for man to receive. When any man that grabs a hold of that, there's no, no more tripping. There's no more death. There's only life. And to them, he gave power to become children and sons of God. Glory be to God. Anybody that grabs a hold of grace and truth and receive Jesus Christ. The end game was not for you to get saved. It was for you to receive power. They shall receive power. It's not good enough for you to know that you are born again. It's not good enough for you to know that all the cabling was laid. Who's Moses? Who's Abraham? Understanding all the cabling and all the system. Understanding what the kingdom is all about. It's all awesome for you to know that. It's like buying a brand new appliance, but never being able to can use it. You are brand new creation in Christ. And the end game for you is to put your fingers in there. Come on, somebody. Have you ever had that? Glory be to God. You know, somebody says, well, what is this about praying in tongues? And what is this about power? As in, how do you explain electricity to somebody? How do you explain that? All you have to say, look, I can't really explain to you what happened to me. It was a real shock when I got connected with Jesus. And so people says, ah, this can't be, this can't be. I said, well, how about you bring your fingers and let's push them into this socket as well. And let's see what happens to you too. Glory be to God. And what God did for me is going to switch you on to glory be to God. Because this is the end game of the kingdom of God is that you were supposed to be walking with power. You were supposed to be lit up. This is what they said about them when they received the power. They said, man, these are the men that could turn a city upside down. Glory be to God. These are the men that on this way, they could, wherever they went, they knew that there was something different about them. Do you understand how important this moment is for you, child of God? That it's not good enough for you to have all the study of the scriptures, all the things that you need to know. The Bible says, even when they're reading the scriptures, the Bible says, a veil is over their eyes. The veil is removed. When you come to Christ, but then you say that you are transformed by in, into the same image by the spirit of God. You go from glory to glory because the spirit of God is your change agent. And for many people that have been outside of God's will, I know you go to church. What is God trying to teach us in the season? When you are dealing with Pentecost, the power was not in the building. The power was on the people. They were, they got lit up. They got switched on for the glory of God. Hallelujah. They were switched on. That's the reason why they had an answer. That's the reason they had a witness. Yes, it is powerful when we come together. Yes, it's powerful when we come to church and when we gather. We do not neglect the gathering of the saints. That is true. But the end game was not that, that Eskom would give you power to the building. It was the power of the kingdom of God would come upon the saints so they could be witness to witnesses wherever they go glory be to God glory be to God it was it was when this man got when when he when he he still God still loved him Adam but he got switched off the all the mains that we understand got tripped and God had to rework this in the earth 
That's why going to church is not where the power is. The power is in the Holy Ghost. When you and I begin to function with the power of God's Spirit. Oh, glory be to God. Can somebody thank the Lord this morning? Because I just feel I want to praise the Lord for, the, for Abraham, Isaac, Father, uh, uh, the patriarchs that went before us. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Come on, somebody. Joseph, Moses. All of these prophets that went before us. All God did with them was to lay a cable so that we could get revelation and understanding that there is power on, in heaven. But God wanted that power to flow into the earth. And the end game was you. The end game was you. God wanted to touch you. God wanted to make sure that you operating with the power. God wasn't just good enough to say, well, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. No, 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 no. You needed power to function in the earth. God's going to light somebody up in this, this meeting. God's going to light somebody up through this preaching that you're going to begin to understand that you were born for a time such as this. Oh, glory be to God. Listen into Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. He doesn't say Jesus of heaven. When he came on the earth, he needed to be lit up. God had to switch him on. Look at the switching on scripture with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. He was switched on. Can you see what the Holy Spirit is for? Can you see the power of the anointing? Because when God, when the fire of God comes upon you, you get switched on. I mean, how do you take somebody like Peter who is a cursing coward who hides from Jesus and denies the Christ? When the Holy Spirit comes upon him, man, he gets lit up and 3,000 people get saved in one day. Where 3,000 people died on Mount Sinai, the first Pentecost, the second Pentecost, 3,000 people got saved. Because when Christ comes into your home, when you receive him, you get lit up with the grace of God and people will know that you are different to the rest of the world. Can somebody just thank the Lord this morning because he's switching you on. Glory be to God. He's turning you on. You're not just getting plugged in to the kingdom. You're not just being translated out of the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. You are being switched on for his glory. Switched on for his glory. Switched on on purpose. Switched on. I speak that upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen to John 16 verse 5. Jesus is in the earth and he's getting ready to, be, to, to, to go to heaven. This is what he says. But now I go, uh, now I go away to him who sent me and none of you asks me where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, glory be to God. Do you understand that you are helped? Do you understand that the anointing is upon you? That the Holy Spirit is your helper? He's the parakletos. He's come to assist you. He will not come. This power cannot come if I stay here. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and see you see me no more. And of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. He says it's better that I go. Because you're watching me demonstrate this kingdom wherever I am. You seeing all the principles. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, he says he was demonstrating the kingdom to them. Teaching the things about the kingdom, pertaining to the kingdom. What he wanted them to do, he says, you cannot go and function in this kingdom with all its principles, all of its, all that's required of you, all of its purpose, the will of God. You cannot get there. 
until you function out of this power. Until you've received this power. Glory be to God. He puts power on for people to function in their purpose. You understand that the Holy Spirit is only here with one agenda. To fulfill heaven's purpose and plan. Think about it. Anytime the purposes of God is clear to a generation. And I believe it's becoming very clear for you. The power of the Holy Spirit manifests. When Jesus was done, he says he gave up the ghost. Why? His assignment was finished. You don't need the Holy Spirit. And what we used to do and relegate the Holy Spirit to in our buildings was a shake, a rattle and a roll. You fall on the ground, you get up, you're not, no, no change taking place. Not going into the purposes of God. All of that is changing for this generation. Because you are the ecclesia. You are an assignment. And the Holy Spirit is here to bring you, propel you, remind you, give you the power, whatever you need to fulfill your assignment in the earth. Glory be to God. God is wiring you. He's not wiring the, 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 the building. He's wiring his people for purpose. And then making sure the power flows to you. Someone's going to get up in the season. Someone's going to praise the Lord this morning. Because you're coming up with fresh strength. And nobility. And power. And the mysteries of God's kingdom. And it's power. He's going to teach you. He's going to train you. He's going to develop you. He's going to show you the path. He's going to empower you to become what God has called you to become. You are not going to hang by your thumbs until Jesus comes no more. You are a saint one. You are empowered. You are, he's going to turn a coward into somebody who's bold. Many people are going to be they can kind of taste and see that the Lord is good because of you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Yes, in Acts chapter 19, there's a group of people. So, so, so Paul, they were walking and Peter, they were walking with his power. Just look at this. It happened when, while Apollos was at God and that Paul Having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And that's the question for every one of us this morning. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? It's not good enough for you to know that you believe because you've got to put out your faith now to receive the Holy Spirit. That's what he's asking them. And he's asking the church. He says, because when you come into this kingdom, the next natural thing is when I get saved is that I need to function out of a different dimension. It's called the, it's, it's walking in the spirit. It's walking by the power of God's spirit. They said to them, we've not so much as heard whether there, were, there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into, into what then were you baptized? So they said into John's baptism. Now John was also baptizing, but he was baptizing what to say. He says, this is the kingdom message. And they all got baptized into the message. He said, but there's one coming after me that is greater than me. And when he's going to baptize you, he's going to baptize you. With fire. In the spirit. You're going to operate on a whole different, different level. John introduced. The structure. But to function in the structure. He says oh I get you. Listen to what Paul says. Then Paul said John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance. Saying to the people that they should believe on him. Who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. He says, now you need to remember, this is what he's bringing in. But you must put your faith in him because he's going to baptize you. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. And God is going to release this. I'm telling you, I'm calling for something supernatural for those who have not functioned and operated out of praying in tongues. It is the power of God. Don't let the enemy rob you of this gift. It's a precious gift. Don't you get robbed from the fact that the Spirit of God wants to come and rest upon each one of them like he did on the day of Pentecost. Each one of you as God's sons and daughters that you do not live devoid of this power. You wake up every single day. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Spirit of the living God. Lord, is there anything I need to know? Is there anything I need to understand? Is this the time I send my children to school? How do I need to move? Where do I, what do I need to purchase? Where do I need to stay? Who do I need to marry? When do I need to buy? When do I need to sell? What is the idea you have for me? The Spirit of the living God that knows everything dwells on the inside of you. It's time for somebody to get baptized afresh because the Bible says, be filled. It's not a one-time thing. You need to fill it up every single time. It's like, you know, me drinking this. Water from here. Eventually when it's done and I'm thirsty, I have to fill up again. That's what it means for a child of God. That every day you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you because you need to be walking with the power and you need to remain switched on. Come on, somebody. Say, I'm switched on. I'm switched on for the things of the kingdom. How are you going to understand scripture unless the Holy Spirit gives you revelation? How are you going to fulfill your destiny unless the Spirit of God comes upon you and delivers to you what you need to know and understand? God wants to give you revelation. He wants to lead you in the way you should go. He wants to teach you how to pray in the Holy Spirit and release angels for your destiny. This is a glorious time, child of God. But these are days of power. These are days of power. Can I stay in the same chapter? I want to just show you something. I'm going to show you in the same chapter, in, in chapter, Acts chapter 19, I'm going to pick up verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Glory be to God. Unusual miracles are going to flow through the hands of the sons and daughters. How was it? Paul, who did not, wasn't even one of the apostles. God switches him on, on the road to Damascus. Switches him on, gives him revelation and says, this is what your call is, what you need to do. That means I can have an education and I can be so skilled like Paul was. He says, I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews, man. I am top. He was the top grade that they used in the Roman uh, um, structures. And God, when God saves him, he says, I, call, I count this rubbish. That means you can be so educated and not function out of the spirit of God. And not be switched on. And education doesn't switch you on. It's revelation that switches you on. Glory be to God. So that, that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Glory be to God. Days of power here. I am telling you, we can experience that. And that even people's shadows, anything that you, you touch people's garments and you're going to find deliverance. We will not even be able to need to get to your house. It's going to be like, just send, let's pray over some handkerchiefs and let's send it off. And God's going to do tremendous miracles through this generation because it is in the power of the spirit. Now listen to this. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over whose, who had evil spirits, saying, we cast you out by, by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did, did so. And the evil spirit said, answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? 
That tells me, if you do not go to the Passover and have your sins forgiven and washed in his blood and have your name written in the Lamb's book of life, you cannot function in the spiritual realm and pretend like you know Jesus. Because in the spiritual realm, they know. How do they know, Pastor? They switched on. People are switched on. When you come into the kingdom of God and you begin to function with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and the angelic forces, I just sense the atmosphere in the home has just shifted as I'm preaching about this. The presence of God is here. And the power of His presence is here. As I preach and I just sense there's a grace for you to understand. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and that is what you must rejoice about. But you also have power over unclean spirits. You have authority over everything demonic and satanic. Why? Because you are switched on for the kingdom of God. The demonic forces came and overpowered them. Because Jesus we know, Paul we know, who are you? But are you born again? Are you plugged in? Now get switched on for the kingdom and for his glory. God is calling you. Let's get into Psalms 110. Verse 1. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. What is this thing about? Satan does not respect anything else but the power and the authority of somebody operating in the earth. You are the ecclesia. You, have the, you are the God's governmental authority. And God is not going to just give you a title. He's giving you the power needed to function in the earth. Listen to what he says. This is the Psalm of David. David looks into this. He says, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Now, you know, God done that on the cross. So David is looking into the future prophetically. And he's saying, he's looking and he says, the Lord said to my Lord. So God's speaking to God, speaking to Jesus. Sit at my right hand. Till I make your enemies your footstool. It's God speaking to Jesus. So he comes and he takes his rightful place at the right hand of the Father and he's seated because he's done with the cross. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. That tells you that if you're in Christ, if Christ is seated, you are seated. Where Christ overcame Satan and walks now with this power. This power is available to us through the Holy Spirit. Because if he is ruling, then you are ruling. He says, how are we going to rule in the earth? He says, through the sons and daughters. Through the ecclesia. He's going to rule. He's going to send the strength that you need. All that you need. In the, he will send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. You are not going to fall behind anymore. You're not going to sit back anymore and tolerate what the enemy has been throwing at you. No, the timidity has got to go because it's not of the kingdom of God. The righteous are as bold as a lion. This power, these are days of power, child of God. I am telling you, do not tolerate the fear that the enemy wants to put upon you and your family and your home. In the season, you will live long and you will live strong. You will be fruitful in all the days of your lives, of your life. When you walk, you will walk with peace. When you sleep, you're going to have peaceful sleep. You are led by the Spirit of God. You're not driven by circumstances. I'm not taking in the news of what the government says. I'm listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying because He knows all things. He knows which school you need to go to. He knows when you need to go to school. 
He knows the businesses. He's got everything that you need to live a life of success because these are days of power. And even for the enemy to know that he's under your feet. If you're the toe, you are still seated with Christ in heavenly places. Glory be to God. Listen, he says, your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. These are days of power. You are baptized by the Spirit of God. You are not just plugged in. You are switched on for the kingdom of God. You are switched on. You cannot be fearful anymore. I'm not looking for a pastor anymore. I'm not looking for some prophet to give me a prophecy anymore. I'm generating the power because the greater one is on the inside of me. Come on, child of God. Stop running from conference to conference and word to word. What about you spending time in the presence of Almighty God, worshiping the King of Kings? Because if you are volunteer in his kingdom and you said yes to the assignment, then there is power in the days of your power. He says, they shall, your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. Your people shall be volunteers. God called you into this. Listen, man, what's the point of bringing somebody into a place to volunteer and you don't give them the power? God has given the power needed for you to live a successful life. To live and fulfill your assignment in the earth. The Holy Spirit has come for heaven's purpose to unfold in your life. So many people struggling in the season concerning their flesh. You know, your flesh just wants to do whatever it wants to do. And you think, you know, I need to discipline my flesh, discipline my flesh. I need to discipline my flesh. Listen to the scriptures. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit. And what we learn today is that walking in the spirit, it means walking in power. It even has, listen, let me finish the scripture. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You don't keep running to your flesh and saying, do better, do better. He's saying, go and walk in the spirit. Get switched on in the power of the spirit and your flesh will subdue. The fears that your flesh wants to go after the lust, the, the anxiety, the addiction, your fight that you are in, man of God, woman of God. The answer to your flesh is walking in the spirit. Is walking and obeying the spirit of God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I've got so much more to teach, but I'm going to have to end. Let me give you one more. The Holy Spirit gave me. Remember there's a woman that had a flow of blood for 12 years. She suffered many things by the physicians. It's Mark 5 and 25. She spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. You got to hear me today. You got to hear me today. Empty blank confessions is not where this thing is anymore. We need to have a sense of this power flowing. It's an anointing. You need to start asking God for this power. Because look. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself. That. Power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, 
You see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And you looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, something's going to happen to you. Something's going to begin to flow through you because you're going to know. How do I know the power is, has been on me? You will know it. You will know it whether you're in the gym or whether you're in the car or whether you are trying to get into to the shops. You're going to know when this power hits you. This is what's happening. These are days of power. Pastor, I don't know. I tell you, I knew when God touched me. I know when I was worshiping the Lord and his presence came into my room. And from that day, I could never be the same again because he came and I wasn't just saved and plugged into the kingdom. He switched me on through my worship. He switched me on. He's going to switch somebody on in the season. You're going to begin to sense God's grace. You're going to begin to sense his power. This woman got switched on. But listen to this. Listen to this. He says, she came and she tells him the whole truth. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. You have a crowd that is thronging him. A crowd that is, a crowd that is thronging Jesus. Then you have the disciples that are plugged into Jesus. They're walking with him every single day. Yet there's one woman that got switched on. Do not make the assumption that the fact that you are saved means that you are switched on. Do not make that assumption. In the kingdom of God, what God is calling you and I to understand that these are the days of power. That he wants you to have this marking that wherever you walk, when you're walking through those shops, when you're going through the malls, when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, that there's worship flowing from you, that you're sensing God's presence wherever you go because you are switched on. And how do we know that? Often your speech gives you away because there's fire. There's a kind of power that comes from you. The Bible says about when they, when they looked at, at, at uh, Peter and, and John, they said they, they, they saw that these men, they were, they were uneducated men, but they perceived because of their boldness, that they were with Jesus. People can tell when you're with Jesus. People can tell when you are switched on for the kingdom of God. The kingdom is here. And God is calling us to be switched on. The angelic forces and hosts to help us. You cannot run to your education and be going to go and go to some palm readers to find out whether you must go to, to school or what you must do. Or read some tea leaves. Or get some 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 whatever operating in your life you cannot use your soulish realm anymore to to make decisions the gift of discernment is coming upon god's sons and daughters because you are operating out of a different place it's called the gift of discernment the world will call it the sixth sense and operating by their gut no you have the holy spirit you need to acknowledge him in all your ways you need to acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path we are gonna need i'm telling you it's not negotiable anymore you're gonna need the spirit of god every single day to come to your aid and to come and and guide you and lead you every single step of the way luke 11 verse 9 so i said to you ask it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened if a son asked for bread from any father among you will he give him a stone or if he asks for a fish will he give him a serpent instead of a fish or if he asks for an egg will he offer him a scorpion 
If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? It's time that you break out of the levels. The disciples were born again. Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. But the manifestation of that and breaking out in tongues when they were received power was on the day of Pentecost when they all had to wait for the promise of the Father. God is calling every single one of us because there's something happening in the earth that we cannot live without the guidance and leading of God's Spirit. There will be an increase of angelic activity this coming Pentecost. My people will move into a new era of Pentecost. A new thing is going to be activated, and today it is. This year, the ecclesia, the church, will leave its training and begin deployment. For this will be a year of deployment and change for the future. The functioning ecclesia will rise to operate in greater authority, and its advance will be rapid. Are you hearing the word of the Lord? The world will see the deployment of heaven's kingdom. The ecclesia will function with the power of tongues and of angels. Where you'll begin to see functioning out of the space. People are going to come into their destiny for the glory of God. This will be activated. It's suddenly, it will be aggressive and it will be revealed in this Pentecost. Glory be to God. Angels are aligning with the heirs of salvation. There is so much going on in the earth. The spirit of the living God wants to touch you. As you ask the father for the Holy Spirit. You ask him to fill you right now where you are. And we're going to agree in prayer. If you got saved. And you were washed in the blood. If you celebrated Passover. Then Pentecost is yours. And from today. There'll be an outbreak of people with nobody laying hands on you. The Spirit of God coming right into your bedroom and touching you and delivering you and setting you free so that you can understand that you are operating out of the power of God. Throughout Scripture, you'll not find anybody that has not had a touch by the Spirit of God that fulfilled their purpose. God had to touch them. God is calling you so you can fulfill heaven's purpose in the earth. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. For everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As is written, the just shall live by faith. Listen how powerful this is. God lays this cable, uses all the prophets, major, minor prophets, goes through all the time that Adam was switched off and man was switched off. Sends us Jesus Christ. John 1.11 says, He came unto his own and his own received him not. He says, I am the final piece of the cable. In fact, all of the scabling that was laid was that you can grab a hold of me. My life given for you. 
and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, today I'm calling for you to receive him. Because at the end of this receiving of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit will switch you on for purpose, for God's plan, for God's path, for God's people, for God's place. He'll take you through the process. You become all that he made you to be. Because you were born for a purpose. And the problem with most people is that they don't understand. The power is available to make sure you get to the place. And that's why you must get saved. If you've never received Jesus Christ, the Bible says you must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see. You cannot enter into this kingdom. I pray this morning that you will give your heart to Christ. If that's you, we're all touching and agreeing this morning. Father, pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Today I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me. Forgive me of my sin. Let me live for you. And now I also ask you to fill me with your spirit that I can be switched on for your kingdom and for your glory. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I believe you pray that prayer. Christ fills your heart and the Holy Spirit will come. Dwell in you, empower you, and switch you on for his kingdom and for his glory. Child of God, Jesus never came to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. You were supposed to be walking in this power every single day. As the nations become darker, your life is becoming brighter. Deep darkness will cover the earth, but the glory of the Lord will be seen upon you. I am trusting God. Glory be to God. He came to turn on the lights. God gave me a revelation about this and a dream. And he gave me a picture of the future. And he showed me in every house how the lights were going on in Africa. Deep darkness, but the light started going on. I believe that prophetic word is now. That we're going to start to see you get switched on. And if you're the only one saved in your house, there's light. And if you're the only one in your street, there's light. And if you're the only one in your suburb, there's light. And if you're the only one in the city, there's light. And if you're the only one, well, you know, there's more than of, 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 of us. There's more than 10 in the city at least. But God's getting ready to light up this place with the revelation of his gospel and the good news and the power of God's spirit to lead us and guide us into all that God has got for us. I thank the Lord for this moment that we can be reminded it's Pentecost. It's a time of great celebration. I'm asking you to ask the Lord this morning, what seed should you sow on this Pentecost, this last 
31st of May, as you're entering into a brand new era, we're sitting with God's calendar, God's priority, God's economy. Those are the three things that's happening to this generation. In his economy, you can ask him, God, what are you going to do so? The Spirit of God will tell you. He'll show you. You know, the tithe belongs to the Lord. But every offering that you, the Lord lays on your heart, so into the kingdom of God. You ask him. The Spirit of God is doing a mighty work in our midst. These are days of power. And anybody that is switched on will never need to go and beg anywhere. David said, I was young and I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, they see begging bread. Why? Because they switched on to the kingdom of God. Father, thank you today for the tithes, the offerings, the blessing upon your people. Thank you today for your precious word. Holy Spirit, I thank you today that you will touch every heart and every mind. I pray that there be a fresh encounter with you. I pray that you'll meet people. This will be a supernatural working where through social media, through the hearing of my voice, people under the sound of my voice will get switched on for your kingdom and for your glory. Bless them in their giving. Bless them in their leading, their guiding, their sleeping, their rising up, taking of their children to schools, decisions that must be made. They'd all be governed by the Spirit of God. I bless your people. We thank you for this day. Bless them, keep them in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Time for communion. I don't want you to ever walk in fear. As you remember Jesus and walking with this blessing, the cup which we bless, your healing, your protection, the reminder that you are forgiven, that you are healed by his stripes, that it's been paid in full, that you are a child of a living God. There is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Walk with the freedom that Christ has paid for. Receive it. Healing. The blood washed and cleansed the righteousness of God in right standing with the Lord. Receive his forgiveness. Be reminded that you are, you were made whole. That the debt has been paid in full. That you have a high priest who's forever making intercession for you. That you are a child of a living God. Be healed, be forgiven, and receive all that the Father has for you. Amen. Now, Father, thank you for the blessing upon the sons and daughters that they walk in victory all the days of their lives. Thank you, Lord, that from today, not only just plugged into the kingdom, but switched on for your glory, that we will experience the blessing of being in your kingdom, healed, whole, and all its benefits. Forget not all his benefits who heals all your diseases, cleanses all your iniquities, redeems your life from destruction,
crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. May the blessing of the Lord rest upon your people. I thank you for this today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Greater is here. We love you. God bless you. We see you soon.